Okay. I'm not going to cough for 45 <coughs> minutes. <coughs> That's not true. It's absolutely not true. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with being sick. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> if you're holy enough, you don't have to Forgive be sick. Forgive me. You're right. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeet. Welcome to the Noah's Love Podcast. I am Father Michael. And I'm Molly. Did I pause like I didn't know my name? You know, maybe a little okay. bit, but I, was, <laughs> I wasn't going to comment on it for the third time. I think maybe it's like radio voice or something. Yeah. You do have a radio voice. I, that's what I studied. <laughs> that's I true. I forgot you did that. He did we do that. We didn't practice radio voice in college. That would be really funny if there was a class on that. <laughs> radio voice like, 101. Welcome to the Noah's Love Podcast. I'm Father Michael. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So we today, I'm really excited about today's topic um, because we took another request. Um, and so I'm just going to read a little bit of what this person mm -hmm. um, asked us to talk about. Um, basically, they said a lot of different things. And at the end, they just said, would love to hear your advice on this topic. After confessing our sins and knowing that God has forgiven them, how do we forgive ourselves and move on? Yeah. Um, and then they said in another part, especially sins that have harmed the ones that they love. So family, significant others, friends, things like that. Um, yeah, that's a big question, huh? That's a super good question. And listener who wrote that in, you're not the only one who, who deals with that. Absolutely so don't not. feel alone. Yes, for sure. You have two people right here with you mm -hmm. <laughs> that definitely struggle with that. That's been a big part of, of my life. So I'm, yeah. So when father sent that to me i was like oh i'm so excited to do this because yeah. this is something i've had to pray through and live through very much in my life so yeah maybe first we could talk about and she mentioned it so say i hurt you somehow yes and then i went to confession and god forgives me um and that's a whole catholic thing and we're probably not going to get into all of it but we go to confession to god um because ultimately when we sin it's against him Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and he can forgive us, but there is still that kind of like that hurt or that debt to you or whoever, just that, like, even if God's forgiven us and we can know that we're forgiven by confession, we can carry that weight of, uh, well, I hurt people and maybe it could be something really significant. It could be something far in the past, maybe something that you can't undo. Yeah. And that's really tricky. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like our our biggest battles in life are within our own hearts for mm -hmm. sure. Um, Cause I'm going to presume that we're approaching this from the respect of like, okay, I've asked for forgiveness from the people that need it. I've asked God for forgiveness mm -hmm. and, you know, I've resolved the situation, you know, in a practical sense as much as I can. And there's still that weight of like, okay, I feel like I've practically done everything that I can do. And here I am still like really struggling with the weight of this. And, one of my favorite saints of all time is St. Paul. Um, and in Romans, he really addresses this pretty blatantly, like this like struggle, um, not just to not forgive ourselves, but that we do things that we wish that we wouldn't do. He literally says, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. How did he know? <laughs> <laughs> Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing new. Uh, like, I mean, this is just, it's like the problem of being a human in mm -hmm. a world where there's sin. And yeah. that uh, every sin 
hurts somebody, even if even if like just us ourselves or our relationship with God. But uh, yeah, that that we hurt each other. That's a hard thing to deal with, and it's something that's not just okay. I you know wash my hands of this and it's done. And now nothing happened. It's fine. Yeah, yeah and I think. Paul is one of those people that I wish I could sit down and talk to. Like, whenever I get that question, I've recently realized of, like, if you could sit with anyone dead or alive, who mm-hmm. would it be? Well, maybe Jesus, but second to Jesus, I would definitely pick St. Paul because he was a massive sinner. Like, he literally persecuted Christians and, like, just crazy stuff. So if you haven't read about Paul or read a lot of his writings, they're all over scripture, but his life is amazing. There's a movie on it. Um, and But... I wonder how he would have answered this question. Like, you know, obviously he got that inner toil of like, man, I don't want to do this, but here I am still doing it. And Mm -hmm. like, how am I supposed to move on? But he also is one of the, some would say the, one of the greatest sinners of all time and has turned into one of the greatest saints. So how did he move on? You know, like he's someone that I want to ask, um, for prayers in that way. Um, but I think that the biggest thing is when it comes to addressing this is it's not about anything practical that you can do there's definitely practical things you can do that help and we'll talk about those but it's more so it comes down to how you view God and how you view yourself and it's not as much a question of like how do I forgive myself as it is like do I view myself in the way that as who God says I am and do I view God as who he says he is because as this has been a struggle in my life when I've like kind of unpacked it what I've realized is it's either me not seeing myself as worthy of being forgiven and that's why I can't which is not the truth or it's me not really seeing God as powerful enough to forgive me because my sins are that big which is also not the truth and I think the biggest thing that we need to do is tackle or you know deal with in prayer and in life that mindset of like how do I see myself and how do I see God Exactly. I think, yeah, just those those two identities of God's identity and our identity make such a difference in forgiving ourselves. And not just like moving on like sin doesn't matter, but seeing it in its, in its real context. Um, if we don't really believe that God loves us and forgives us or can forgive us, then sin is just going to, like guilt will become this bigger and bigger boulder that we're carrying around rather than something that he wants to take from us. Yes. And I think that I I know like if I've had like even not something sinful, say I've had just like a, a not great day or like a not productive day or I was lazy or just didn't do the things I should have done. I find it hard to go to prayer because it's kind of like God, uh, well, I didn't do anything for you or I didn't like earn like being here or something. And so even more so when we sin that idea that, well, like I've hurt someone um, God's not even going to look at me or he's not going to, how can he love me? And so that's, I think that's a great starting place is just like, okay, you may have done a terrible thing. And like St. Paul's a great example of he persecuted the church. Jesus still chose him. Yeah. He chose him while he was persecuting the church Yeah, and he called himself the greatest of sinners. And I don't know if that's true, but like he was, he was clearly like, he thought he was perfect according to the law and he was he was after Christians, and he was the one the Lord picked to be like the greatest missionary of all time. That he yeah. went all over the world, and and so just I think calling someone like him to mind that uh, that's who God works with. He works with 
with people like Paul and people like us that these sins don't get in the way. And so when it comes to forgiving ourselves, like, well, yeah, like right in this moment at my worst, when I feel the worst, Jesus still chooses me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not dependent on if we recognize it or if we choose him back, how many times we've fallen, like, and that, but that's so hard to accept because we really don't have any other example on this earth of a love like that. Yeah. I am blessed and I know you are too to have like people in my life like you and like other friends and other relationships of people who show me that kind of love that no matter how many times I mess up or like where I'm at, like they still show me love, but not anywhere near to the degree that God does, you know? So it's so radical and hard to come to terms with that kind of love because we don't have literally an example of it anywhere near to the level that God shows to us next to us on earth like what we have is wounds of people giving up on us Mm -hmm. or like you know just seeing other people give up on other people and just how insane the world is right now and we give up on ourselves too like that so that kind of that closest example of loving unconditionally we don't do it to ourselves that even on like a subconscious level we may say well you're not really worthy of this that you you haven't earned this love you haven't earned being loved and so yeah if we don't see that uh like if we're not going to god to see that that actually exists like we're never going to be able to show it to ourselves yeah i think one of the biggest turning points for me and like having a better mindset was like this was something i was praying about a lot like there's a particular like sin that i had been struggling with for a while and like it really hurt other people and as i was like you know i had been forgiven and i had had like this one conversation with someone where it was just like total forgiveness and mercy and it was amazing um and it was just like I couldn't shake it I just couldn't shake it I was just struggling and thinking about it all the time didn't want to have relationships with other people because I was afraid of like what I was capable of makes it sound really dramatic Mm -hmm. but I mean for real and I in prayer like I would just say, like, talk to God about this all the time. And he was just like, when are you going to believe me? Mm, Like, I heard that so clearly one day in prayer. When When are you going to trust me? And I was like, man, what I talked about at the beginning, like, that's what this is. Like, this isn't like whether I've got the right mindset or not. This is like me not trusting in the Lord and who not really believing that he is who he says he is. And in a sense, putting myself above him by thinking that my sins are more powerful than his goodness. Yeah. And that's like, sounds kind of like, but like, that's really what it comes down to. And there's this C.S. Lewis quote that says, I think that if God forgives us, we must forgive ourselves. Otherwise it's almost like setting up ourselves as a higher tribunal than him. So it's like putting myself on a higher pedestal saying, I know better than you. And you could say, well, that's not what I'm saying. I don't think I know better than God. But like, if you break it down, that really is what you're saying. And I think it's important to like, face that in Mm -hmm. order to really deal with it like at the end of the day that's that's what it is is like i don't trust in how good god is and i don't fully believe that he is who he says he is because if i fully did in my heart well i would be accepting this Mm -hmm. um and obviously we all this isn't like oh wow you like are so (laughs) unholy like this is something we all struggle with i have not perfected it Mm -hmm. um but i try to master it moment to moment rather like but it it comes up when a, when a new struggle comes up, you know, but being aware of that mindset has really helped me a lot because it's like, oh, yeah, there's really nothing I could say in response to that. I am not as powerful as God. 
period. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good to point that truth out because we can live just kind of taking for granted, like, yeah, I believe God's mercy and forgiveness, but we can put up barriers like that. Um, something that came to mind uh, from the Bible when we were talking about this, this is First uh, John chapter 3, 19 and 20. Uh, it says, By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. And uh, that comes to mind in so many levels for me that it can be, um, yeah, if we're if we don't love ourselves, that can feel like the biggest truth. Or if like I'm guilty, I feel guilty or ashamed of a sin, that can feel like the deepest truth about me. Um, that can feel like my identity, and that's just not. God is greater than our hearts. Our hearts are going to condemn us from time to time, and it's so good to be like, okay, that's what's going on. Acknowledge the the feeling. Acknowledge the um, what's going on inside of us. But don't let that don't let it stop there. We have to keep going to that further truth. Like, well, God, God's bigger than this. And it, you just like look to the cross. Um, mm-hmm. He's already done that. And kind of the same thing with Saint Paul. Like he chose him in his sins. Jesus died for us in our sins. Is uh, is what the scriptures say. And uh, it's if he is willing to give everything and to pour everything out, I think that's just the, we have to keep looking to that. And like you said, we're not preaching these things like we perfected them. But I think especially the question uh, that the listener asked, just that idea of um, these are major things. Like I've hurt people. We've all hurt people yeah. in different ways. Um, God knows that. He's he's not surprised. He, he sees it. He understands it more completely than than we do, but he still loves us and forgives us and helps us to move on. And he wants us to, he wants to help us forgive ourselves. He doesn't want to leave us in that. Yeah. And I think this kind of goes into the most practical tip or advice that we could give anyone. Like, like you're just talking so much about like, if the core truth of my life is like that, if if, like I'm focused on my sin, then that's going to be the core truth that I believe. So that's why it's so important to not make yourself the core, like, focus of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be impossible, and I'm going to say it, the word impossible because it's true, to get past if you're not, if you don't have a very devout um, prayer life and sacramental life. Like, if you're not throwing yourself in, at the foot of Jesus, if you're not going to him and asking him to help you in this and asking him to give you his grace, if you're not receiving him in the sacraments, receiving his mercy over and over again in confession, even when you haven't committed some major sin, like even with venial mm-hmm. sins, if you're not immersing yourself in the scriptures, like, and instead you're just, you know, hoping to believe this, but that's not the focus of your life. Like it, it would, it wouldn't make sense for you to like believe it if it's not what you're making the focus of your life. Like, mm-hmm. Because we're human and we're weak, like we have to make sure that we're actually surrounding ourselves with God and with His Word, um, if we want to believe it. Yeah, we have to go to Him, and uh, there can be so many. Like I've met people, I've met church people who have said to me, I think a couple times in my priesthood, like, "Well, I'm going to hell." Just this kind of like, I don't have any hope, uh, and it could be from a sin that they've done in the past, or that they have an idea that, like the bar is just so high that they can't reach it. Like they, they can't earn the thing that they think they need to, to, to go to heaven. Well, the Lord, 
the Lord just wants us. He just wants mm -hmm. you and me and um, all those things. So like prayer and the sacraments and and even just like loving service of each other. Yeah. Um, those like they're just the things we do to work out our salvation that um, the, he's not out to trick us. I guess is, that's it's so easy to live like that. I was like, well, like live your life and maybe at the end Jesus will accept all the things you did for him. And Wait that's, and see. <laughs> yeah. No, he, like he. He wants us right now, and in heaven, this is a this is a very C.S. Lewis thing. Heaven starts right now. Yes. That um, our path to heaven starts in this moment of choosing to love God and our neighbor, despite the fact that we're sinners. Mm -hmm. It's okay that that you're a sinner, mm -hmm. and it's okay that you struggle to like let go of your sin too. Mm -hmm. Like I want to just clearly say that um, that's such a huge thing for me. It, to this day i mean i talk to you about it all the time mm -hmm. father like it's very very hard for me it's very hard for me to feel worthy of god's love when i'm messing up to feel worthy of the love of others like to feel worthy of seeing myself as good of like serving the church like oh my gosh it's just such a like god looks on us with so much gentleness in this and um he doesn't want us to not think that way like for the sake of us just like being super holy and super good but like because he just he wants us to know how loved we are like mm -hmm. it's not about him it's about just us being at peace and he just wants us to have that peace of knowing that we can never do anything to separate ourselves from the love of god like yeah fully forever you know like we can always turn back to him and if you've gotten a confession like you're doing absolutely what god has asked of you um but just continue to like go to him in prayer as well um and I think like, yeah, it's, it's also important. It's just self-acceptance like is really important in the sense of like, I like uh, what I just talked about. I accept that I, this is hard for me, but also like accepting that we're sinners because we mm -hmm. just are. <laughs> and God's not surprised by that. Like you've said, um, and there's another quote, I think this is Henry Nowen, favorite author of all time, um, says forgiveness is the name of love practiced among people who love poorly. The hard truth is that all people love poorly. We need to forgive and be forgiven every day, every hour, increasingly. That is the great work of love among the fellowship of the weak that is the human family. Yeah. Um, we're just a bunch of imperfect people trying to get home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're not alone in, in the sense that you need to be forgiven. Like, it's not just you. Um and we're like, we, we really are all in that walk together and all of us are in the same boat. And if someone doesn't recognize that they're in the same boat, they just haven't realized it yet. Like we're all there. And in one sense, it's good that we have to forgive each other, that it mm -hmm. teaches us that we need forgiveness and that we have to give forgiveness. And mm -hmm. like that's learning to be like God, like learning to, to love like God. And so, um, yeah, it's bad that we hurt each other. It's bad that we sin. But like God turns that into grace either way because we get to say like, no, I forgive you anyway. I love you anyway. And that teaches us that deeper truth that, yeah, we're all just running around bumping into each other and, yeah. and hurting each other. Like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I think the thing uh, to deal with is like those feelings of guilt are going to come up. Yeah. And sometimes those feelings of guilt can be overpowering, um, mm -hmm. whether it's like sins on our own or sins in a relationship, uh, how we've hurt ourselves, how we've hurt other people, those feelings are like the past is the past, and yeah. it's true. Um, it doesn't just go away because we're Christians. Like, mm -hmm. like 
were forgiven and like, oh, I don't even have to think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like wounds are real. And, and I think in many ways, wounds are going to be with us until heaven. Absolutely. That w- we suffer the consequences of, of sin, our own sin and others' sins. And okay, like those wounds are going to be there. I think, at least for me, the, the most helpful thing is that when those things come up, recognizing it's real, um, but like God is in this too. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it doesn't have to rule me. It doesn't have to control me. And I think just those are mo- real beautiful moments of prayer is like, okay, I'm feeling this terrible guilt for how I've hurt someone. Um, like I, in that moment, know the truth about how God loves me and the truth of how I still get to love mm-hmm. that. Um, even if you've hurt someone, even someone that's still in your life, you get to choose to love them now. And if it's somebody that's not in your life anymore because of that, you can pray for them. You can fast and sacrifice for them. That's still a good a way of loving them, even if you never speak to them again in this life. Yeah. It's also good to recognize, like, how Satan works in all of this. And just in general, like, more C.S. Lewis talk. Like, mm-hmm. what's that book um, that uh, where. Oh, the conversation screw tape letters yeah, screw tape yeah. letters i was like i knew i'd only have to say a word and you know what i meant <laughs> um in that book have we talked about it before i think we mentioned it once okay well it's like kind of basically two demons talking to each other mm-hmm. and like one demon training another and like basically explaining how to like how it, it, it has helped me learn a lot about how satan works for sure and then to combat him so i really actually highly recommend reading screw tape letters by c.s lewis it's not a very long read it's a very deep read, yeah. um, but it's good. And really what, what it gets at in there is like Satan does everything he can to get you to sin. And then once you do, he does everything he can to get you to never let go of it, yeah. um, to keep you in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are both him. Like it is not the right response when we sin. The response that we're called to as Christians is to run back to Jesus mm-hmm. and to seek forgiveness and then to get up and try again. The right response is not to wallow in it. Yeah. And I think that that's like something that can like go along with scrupulosity that people who are like really striving to walk towards heaven can struggle with of like, well, this was really bad. It's good to recognize how bad it is, mm-hmm. but because it's really bad, I need to like kind of sit in that badness. I but should feel horrible for a while about this before I'm allowed to, to move on. To be happy. Yeah. And that's just like, yeah, it's just not what Jesus says. I think, I think it's such a like misconception of Christianity like God is so great because the second that we run back to him, it all disappears. And there's this saint. Um, oh, I'm, I wish I could remember the name because I literally she just had her feast day. St. Teresa of something. Um, but if we she, look it up. We can put it in the show. Notes. Yeah, yeah. She um, started having these visions of Jesus and like straight up people did not believe her. <laughs> and she went to this confessor and this confessor was like, okay, if you're having visions of Jesus, like next time that he appears to you, ask him what my worst sin is and then come back and tell me. And that's how I'll know if this is legit. So she does it. And then she goes back to this confessor and he's like, what did he say? And she goes, he says, I don't remember. Hmm. And the priest was like, and that was how I knew that this was actually the Lord she was encountering. Cause like it literally disappears. Like that's a very real thing, hard to comprehend, but it could be so easy to get stuck in like this is so hard for me to comprehend that like we just won't like fall into it. And like, there's so much mystery of our faith that like we can't comprehend because we're human and we're not God. And in those moments, like I just encourage you to just like fall into that truth and not think about, well, can I believe this? Or like, how do I believe it? That's something I do a lot. Like I just have a very 
like I just have to think about uh, how does mm-hmm. this practically piece together and if it doesn't make sense to me then I have a hard time believing it but in those moments I just have to stop myself and be like Lord help me to fall into this and just like wow this truth is so great and so good and so amazing like I praise you I bless you for this Jesus instead of like okay but like how <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's really hard to do it's really hard to do yeah, we put limits on how God can love us mm-hmm. and how he can forgive us, and there aren't limits. Um, yep. And he loves us so much that he won't let us... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, I hate the phrase Catholic guilt. Oh, yeah. The idea that uh, to be holy means going around, hating yourself, never being able to accept that um, not only is God good, but you're good too. Yeah. And that the truth is that like the Lord doesn't want you um, just sitting around hating yourself or beating yourself up. He wants you to live for him mm-hmm. and to to live in love for the people that he's put in your life. And that that means like, okay, your sins are real and you still you're still called to love. Yeah. You're still called to get up and to choose love again. And yeah, I mean I say it to people in, in confession on a daily basis, but I also have to say it to myself on mm-hmm. a daily basis that um, he's not done. So, so don't uh, don't let yeah back to what uh, Saint John said in that letter. Don't let your heart be bigger than God's love. Don't let your feelings be bigger than God's love. Yeah, and like no matter who you are listening, I don't need to know you personally or know a single detail of your life to be able to say you are good because God is good. Mm-hmm. Because anything that you've done or where you come from or what's happened to you or what you will do, maybe what you're doing right now. <laughs> just doesn't change that like we are not powerful enough to change that and resting in that truth day by day and it's going to be a daily choice but resting in that truth day by day is how to get to a place of self-forgiveness every day waking up and choosing to fall into the arms of Jesus and man ask him for the grace to help you to forgive yourself like that's the most important thing like you're not going to be able to do it without him Mm -hmm. you need grace to do it because we're so human and weak and our natural tendency is to not because Satan is real. And so if we're not, you know, falling into the arms of Jesus and asking him to help us on that path, like it's not going to happen. And it has to be a daily choice to do that Um, because it's not something that you ever just fully master because we're not pure, totally purified and perfect on this side of heaven. It's just, it's just not how it is because of original sin. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of the way that it is. Yeah. And those doubts are going to, as we say this, you might think, but, 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 like, mm-hmm. but I did this, or I feel this. It's literally not relevant. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're not saying that to dismiss, like, right. that you feel bad. It's saying, and I'm not speaking to this specific person, but to mm-hmm. everybody, uh, including us, but, uh, like, those those doubts and those feelings of, like, well, this can't be true. Well, it, it just is true. Mm-hmm. That's the, that is the, the good news of the gospel, is that he loved us in our sins. And so if if, if that's the case... And he still loves us in our sins and yeah. still wants us to to step out of them and to not let even guilt rule us. Like guilt, the point of guilt and shame should lead us to repentance. Once mm-hmm. they've done that, that is the end of their job. Yes. It's not meant to be just a state of life. Yeah. And then I'm going to read. I had so many quotes written down. I'm on my last one. Okay. but I th- It's the longest one, but it goes right along with what you're saying. So I'm just going to read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another Henry Nowen quote. Over the years, I have come to realize that the greatest trap in our life is not success, popularity, or power, but self-rejection. Success, popularity, and power can indeed present a great temptation, but their seductive quality 
often comes from the way they are part of a much larger temptation to self-rejection. When we have come to believe in the voices that call us worthless and unlovable, then success, popularity, and power are easily perceived as attractive solutions. The real trap, however, is self-rejection. As soon as someone accuses me or criticizes me, as soon as I'm rejected, left alone, or abandoned, I find myself thinking, well, that proves once again that I am a nobody. My dark side says I am no good. I deserve to be pushed aside, forgotten, rejected, and abandoned. Self-rejection is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life because it contradicts the sacred voice that calls us beloved. And being the beloved constitutes the core truth of our existence. I'm going to read that last part again. Self-rejection is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life because it contradicts the sacred voice that calls us the beloved. And being the beloved constitutes the core truth of our existence. Man, it's, it's solid. I know. I just <laughs> like, I feel like it's all there. Um, it's kind of that the deepest wound in all of us, and it goes back to original sin, is like we don't know who we are before God. Mm-hmm. And we don't know who God is to us. And just that kind of like Adam and Eve in the garden, like they hid when they sinned because uh, they were afraid. Yeah. And we still, <laughs> we're still afraid that we still hide from God and won't let him heal these things that, uh, where we've hurt other people or hurt ourselves, the the solution isn't to curl up in a ball and feel that hurt for the rest of our lives. It's to let the light, like the healing light of God, touch those areas where we really don't want to let him in. Yeah. God is more of a lover than he is a judge. He's both. But the reason why he's more a lover than he is a judge is because he is a loving judge, not a judgmental lover. Mm. Like his love is is, I mean, his greatest attribute because he actually is. We love. say God is love. Yeah, we don't say God is judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, that's the most. That's it. And love, if we look at what love is, it like is something so powerful that it surpasses all weakness and sin and even the worst things. And man, I've done some horrible things in my life, like. I've been Catholic my whole life, but I've had periods of my life where I've really strayed from God's will for my life and have fallen into deep, deep sin. Um, but because of Jesus, I am not just more than that. I'm not that on any level, um, but it's through Jesus. And so it's like also through Jesus that I'm going to be come to a place to recognize that. But also like something else practical, like watch who you're surrounding yourself with. And we talk about this every once in a while, but who you surround yourself with should be people who preach this to you, maybe not by word, hopefully by word as well, but most importantly in the way that they treat you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had relationships in my life in the past where that's just not like what I'm surrounding myself with. So how am I supposed to believe God says that about me if like I don't even see a smaller example of it in the people, in the human relationships around me? But I'm telling you, I'm in a place in my life where now more than ever, those are the people I have surrounded myself with. And so it's really easier to accept those truths about myself when I'm surrounding myself with that in prayer, but also in my human relationships. And so it's just so important. Um, And if you don't have those kind of people, there is a real um, power in praying that God would bring good people who love you like him into your life and praying for that faithfully. People that will practice forgiveness. And that's not a that's not a failure in friendship or relationship it's 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 built in that because we're not perfect we need to forgive and so 
if we're living in kind of like a community of forgiveness, that we're willing to forgive each other and accept forgiveness from each other. It's just, it's like, it's not even rehearsal. It's acting out the love of God in that really like uh, person-to-person basis on just a normal, it shouldn't be a weird thing Mm -hmm. to forgive and it shouldn't be a weird thing to be forgiven. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any closing, like, I guess, encouragement um, for anyone who struggles with this? Yeah, something that's uh, been on my mind and heart lately, especially as I've heard confessions, is that so often when we, so we confess our sins, we think like, okay, I have to not do that. Don't do that thing, whatever that thing is. But that's not uh, what God, God didn't just make us to like, walk around saying no to things. Mm-hmm. He made us to say yes. And so uh, choosing virtue. So choosing, so with, for example, like if you struggle with pride, it's not just about don't be proud. It's how do I be humble? How do I be generous and, and uh, serve, serve others? That's practicing humility. And so I think kind of just like with, with this question that our listener wrote in, um, we're not just called to, to like, well, don't think about that. Don't act like that. How can you be merciful to yourself? How can mm-hmm. you choose mercy in the way you see yourself and recognize that God loves you? And so I think it's, and this is a little repetitive, but just like make it a daily practice to um, remind yourself that the Lord loves you. Remind yourself that you are good. And even if that is like just in prayer, telling yourself those truths, that's not self-centered. It's reaffirming your identity so that you can go out into the world and uh, not be afraid, not be um, weighed down by guilt, but really be lifted up by the truth. And so I think look for the good things, the virtues that will help you to live in, in, in love rather than just like, okay, don't do these bad things. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I guess my closing thoughts are like, I recently put this like I saw this on Instagram and so I put it on my mirror, like just a sticky note that says if I really knew how much God loved me today, how would it change the way I live tomorrow? And I think that goes right along with what you're saying. Like think of the yes, the things that you can say yes to rather than like the no's. Um, Not to say that you'll never have to say no in your Mm -hmm. life, but if your motivation is like the ways you can say yes to Jesus, like that will help a lot. And also like, I think that this particular question is just like can be such a deep wound because of the way that we hurt others. And I'm both of us, father and I are both super like empathetic people mm-hmm. <laughs> who like really feel the hurt of others. And so especially when I, I am the one who causes that, like, man, I can really fall into like sadness and like despair over that. Um, and so just my, my encouragement there is, just to as simple as it is like you are not the only person um who who does this and there's a great power in the humility of recognizing when these moments happen and there's a great power in offering it to Jesus and then continuing on the walk home and um, that's not to say that every time it'll disappear from your mind and your heart but it's about what we have the choice to give power to what we want to give power to and so even if you're still struggling with it and it's still so much in your heart you still can choose to act against it and that's a very real thing we are not enslaved to our emotions um yeah we just aren't we Mm -hmm. get to choose to rise above it even if like those negative feelings or temptations or doubts are there 
like what what is the place that we live out of and there's so much virtue in choosing like okay i'm really having this feeling and jesus i offer this to you help me with this and now i'm going to continue on my walk anyway and like it's a cross to carry um but if you're in prayer um you won't be carrying it alone and if you're surrounding yourself with good people you won't be carrying it alone um so i think the focus shouldn't be so much on getting that feeling to disappear but learning how to not act on it and how to deal with it because mm-hmm. it's 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 a reality of the christian walk but um yeah it's not we can rise above it i mean we we have the choice to do that we don't have to hold on to those things and yes. i think that's the the easy thing to do is like feel like we're obligated to hang on and let those things like you know have a room in our hearts and there's just a lie yeah for sure so are you ready to share, Father, yeah. your God-loving-you moment of the week? <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of it. God-loving-you uh-huh. moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yesterday, uh, we didn't have school because of parent-teacher conferences the night before. And so we went with another teacher and his wife. And uh, so just a good group of friends hanging out, <laughs> like eating and going to random places in Pittsburgh. And it was just such it's such a good thing. Just be with people you are comfortable with and uh, basically what we're talking about today, that like people that that love you for who you are. And so, yeah, just feeling God loving me in that fact of just like friendship and knowing that uh, he doesn't just uh, have us walk through our life alone or like our vocation alone, but it's always with other people. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that was a good time. Mm Mm-hmm. We had some lo- lots of laughs. It was <laughs> fun. Um, mine kind of has to do with relationships, but it's just this week in so many different ways, I've just felt very understood by like the people around me. And that's always like just a big part of my personality. I think like <laughs> one of the number one things I have always desired is to feel understood because I've, I've always just felt like I have a very <laughs> hard to figure out kind of personality. Um, and there's was just a couple like practical instances throughout the week where it was just a moment of like, wow, this person in my life really understands me. And like, that's something I've always prayed for. And like, God, even in those moments when I didn't feel like I had that, you heard that prayer and like, you knew the gift that was going to come and like, you helped me push through and like, it's just a straight up gift mm-hmm. um, from God. So yeah, that, that's been super cool because that's not something I've, really felt until recently in my life um and it's everyone wants to feel understood and yeah it's beautiful when god allows you to feel that even though he uh, he always understands us perfectly when he like lets us see that in other humans it's really beautiful that's cool and maybe like tied into the the question from today was just that don't be afraid to open up to other people about things you're struggling with and we've said that about other things but uh just i think everything we're talking about is you know knowing god loves you but a, a huge part of that is letting other people love you yes, uh, and being vulnerable in that way. And so if you are struggling with loving yourself, don't be afraid to say that to someone you trust yeah. because they will be able to, they'll be able to tell you the truth, hopefully, because they're, they're not caught up in it. They're on the outside and they can see you, they value you and um, can, ho- can kind of pull you out of that by being just a different perspective who, who does love you for who you are. Yeah. As we've said so many times, you're not meant to walk home alone. No. Home alone. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. 
Um, so yeah. Uh, thank you to our listener who sent in that suggestion. This was a great topic. And yeah. We would love to hear more suggestions. Yeah, please, please. If you even if it's not a specific question, even if it's just like, hey, it'd be interesting if you talked about this. We would very much like to hear that. Yeah, uh, that it, it's cool knowing that like someone specifically out there would like to hear about mm-hmm. whatever we're talking about. Yeah. Um So yeah, send those in and continue to check out all that Noah his love has on the website Noah's Love Instagram. Um, lots of amazing interviews and stories and just reflections, um, continuing to go out and share it with your friends. Um, continue to spread the Lord's love. That's our whole mission, right? Yeah. So he he really does love us. He does. It's very, very true and real, which is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So we will see you next week. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye. We never know how to end this. (laughs) The end. (laughs)